you need to have, you know, a good three, four, five coping skills that you can pull from and be like, okay, this is the one I'm doing today. And, and if that one doesn't work, because sometimes that happens, sometimes I go for a walk and I'm like, fuck, I'm still not feeling good. (laughs) Then I can go home and do something else and try something else, you know? Hey friend, welcome to the ready to rise podcast with your host, me, Audrey Rose. This is the podcast all about taking your life to the next level. Join me on my journey as I create a life that I'm obsessed to wake up for every day. I hope that you are ready to create a life that you really, really love. Are you ready to rise? Okay, you guys, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to mention if you haven't got your ticket to Empower Her Live 2023, you freaking better because apparently it's the last one for a little while. If you use the code Audrey at checkout, it will save you quite a bit of cash. And yeah, if you are not sold on going yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Check out my Instagram for more inspiration on why that was one of the best events that I've ever been to that changed my life. Okay, so here is our episode with Lindsay. I cannot wait to start. There is a suicide warning, trigger warning for suicide, okay? But this conversation is amazing and very much needed. I would love if you just want to introduce yourself a little bit. I actually officially met you at Keisha's event in 2022. And then like getting to know you more, I had actually seen your book prior to that on like Instagram, but I, I don't think we had actually like connected on it. And so, yeah, if you could just give us a little introduction about you, what you do, and then we'll get into your book a little bit and your blog, all the things, all the fun things. Yes. I am Lindsay Concher. I, um, I was, well, I am a licensed, um, social worker. And so I did like clinical work. So you and I can Yes, definitely. Chat over the, the health it. field. Yes, I. I think I did more therapy with like the nurses oh my and gosh. the other team members that I was working with than I actually, you know, my yeah. patients. Um, it was it was a healthy mix of that, um, which was great, and I loved it. But then pandemic happened, and I was yeah. I was already pregnant when the pandemic happened, but I um, was furloughed. And then when they started bringing people back because it was a health clinic, I was like, I'm pregnant. We don't know what this crazy virus is doing to people. And so I just stayed home. So I was a stay at home mom before I actually had given birth. So um, really interesting story. Um, but yeah. And then, um, I ended up having really, really, really horrible postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And so, and being a clinical social worker, which mm-hmm. I have coached other people on, like yes. through, yeah. I was like, that's no way it's going to happen to me. And then yeah. it did. Um, yeah. So that was a lot. And then I was like, how the heck do I not feel like shit anymore? Right. And I just really self-reflected a lot and kind of took some time to like figure out, okay, what's next for me? Because it's not going back to work. I know I want to be home with my baby at the time. babies now. Um, but I had had this book on my heart for a long time. And so I ended up like just, you know, using my nap times and bedtimes and writing this book. And then I published it, gosh, almost a year ago now. Wow. Congrats, first of all, because that's a lot of work. Thank you. It was. Yes. I loved it. I actually loved it. So yes. And now you're blogging. I'm now blogging. Yes. And is this like about, you know, mom life or still kind of talking a little bit about the postpartum depression and those kinds of things as well? 
Yes. So kind of all of the above. So I blog about motherhood, mental health. And then now actually they say every time you have a baby, you kind of like rediscover something about yourself. Wow. So I'm currently five months postpartum um, and just learned that there is a thing called financial therapy. And I am obsessed with like what? numbers and just running. I just like love money. Like I just like love learning about it and learning how to like create wow. financial freedom for me, my family, generational wealth for my kids, like all the things. Oh my and gosh. so I will be certified in that by, you know, in a couple of weeks and uh. then, um, yeah, doing financial therapy. <laughs> and so I will be blogging motherhood, mental health and money is the, oh, I love that. the coping with Lindsay blog. So, oh my gosh, this is so good. Yeah. And is that literally what it's called? Like we can just Google coping with Lindsay. Yep. Copingwithlindsay.com. That's my website. And then it's just like literally top tab co- coping with, and there's like a drop down of like all these different Which things one? That we're coping with. Yeah. What, <laughs> what so do you need cool. to cope with today? Girl. So. Yeah. Life is, life is that way. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about your book. Like what is kind of like, what's it about? Is that I'm assuming it's a little bit more like postpartum centered or it's not actually. Wow. So okay. I know. So it's called, I got 99 coping skills and being a bitch ain't one. So obviously. True. So um, and so for me, the concept came from, I was working at an inpatient psychiatric hospital. And so I was floor staff. So similar to, okay. to your, 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 you're nine to five, yeah, which is yeah. not a nine to five, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the day job, the, the day real job. thing. That's, oh, that's the word, the day job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was basically, I tell people I was a nurse without passing meds. So I basically, was basically, yeah. yeah. And so I just put that picture in because I'm like, I wasn't a doctor that just like yeah. came in and chatted for two minutes with a patient and left and yeah. never saw them again. Yeah. You're in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was in it's it. A lot. And so I was working primarily with patients who had suicidal ideation. Um, Most of them had attempted suicide. But yeah, so really, really hard, deep, tough stuff that a lot of my patients were going through. Many of them had like active panic attacks um, on the floor with me. So I worked, you know, a lot on all things coping skills, getting them through that panic, through yeah. those feelings, through those, all those, all the, all the things. So, yeah, cause they're like actively in it. They're actively having all of this going yeah. on. Yeah. Lots of really lot. symptomatic and yeah. And so, um, it was heavy. It was really heavy work. And so one of the things that we did is the patients would come off the elevator and we would hand them a, a welcome folder Okay. and it would have like, you know, the hospital map and like their lunch schedule and or meal schedule and all those things. And I was like looking through it one day and I, you know, I would, I would do the welcome stuff. So I'd sit with them for hours and yeah. go through kind of like what to expect blah, blah, blah. And we had nothing in there about like what you can do right now to get yourself mm. out of this shit. Yeah. And so I brought it to my manager and I was like, we need to do like a coping skill list for them, you know? Yeah. And so I made up a 99, a list of 99 coping skills for my patients and so good. we had put that, you know, in the welcome folder since. And then I, um, I just started thinking, you know, as I like moved through working with these patients more and more, they did so many of them did yeah. not need to get to that level of care. Inpatient psychiatric wow. hospitalization is yeah. really, really intensive. Yeah. And yeah. had they just had some coping skills, they could have just, I mean, they would have still needed help and care, of course, but not, I just... I just feel like we're not prevented. We are so reactive as a general society. And if we had more resources available to us that could take some preventative measures, yeah, I just think it would be so helpful. And so I started thinking like, what if, 
this turned into a book mm-hmm. like what if I gave yes. people the clinical skills that we're using in the hospital and translated them to be like hey mm-hmm. you're struggling yeah here and so um one thing led to another the list had like you know totally changed from what it once was and now so it is quite literally a list of 99 coping skills but it's all evidence-based um okay. and it's like, oh I love that super fun it's not yeah. boring there's like a lot of I'm funny obviously yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, so I just, and there's some personal stories of how I've used, you know, some of the skills with either in my personal life with yeah. patients that I've worked with, or um, I actually interviewed 33 of the coping skills are people that I interviewed who are more, you know, commonly known in that niche per wow. se. So okay. um, mm-hmm. like, do you know who Lindsay Sterling is? The violinist? I've oh heard gosh. the name. I just so cool but I interviewed her for it and she's I love her um she's very open about you know her mental health stuff and so she was good yeah so it's just like really cool people I got to chat with and tell their stories and I don't know it was just I loved every second of it and I am I just like light up when I talk about it. I yeah, I can see you. I know you have uh, a smile. <laughs> it was just a light so bulb over there. I just think <laughs> I just think it is like seriously such a helpful tool for anybody, for anybody. Yeah. And I just yeah, I just love it. So yeah, having that much passion about something and then creating a tool that's like well, obviously like 99 tools in one <laughs> is like seriously super, super cool. And like the fact that you're so passionate about it though is what's gonna make it help people. Like people are actually going to be able to benefit from this because the passion's there, you did your research, all the things. Can you just tell me real fast about like the 33 people? Like, so you interviewed like 33 different people and they each kind of gave a tool for the book. Is that how that so works? I no, so yeah, no, that's a good question. Actually, no one's ever asked me that. So I had the list because I wanted uh-huh. to first and foremost make sure everything was in fact backed by research. And okay, so you first some created. Like, okay. Yes, and so then what actually happened is I knew that. Um, so so I should back up a little bit. So of the ninety nine coping skills, there's eleven chapters, and so it's broken down into okay. sections. So if you're like, I'm wanting something more, you know, sedentary, but still after whatever you can do, like a body scan or something. Um, but I wanted also like things to do to like, keep your hands busy or like active, like things and not just like things that we all kind of know, but like one of the things I had thought of was what about skiing and snowboarding? Like that could be a really good coping skill for people. I don't know, in Minnesota, perhaps. Um, (laughs) and so, but I have no experience. I mean, my experience level is zero with those. Um, and so I thought about, and I reached out to this Olympian, her name is Christy Pryor and she's super cool. Um, a medalist and whatever. And so I was like, Hey, would you talk to me about your experience and how this has impacted your mental health? Yeah. If it's for the better, whatever. She was like, yeah, I'd love to. So I chatted with her great interview. And then I was like, Hmm, weird. I can't just have one random interview in this yeah and so then I was like well what else am I not equipped enough to like talk about you know and like let's so um money honey Rachel I talk about getting your financial shit together is one of the chapters which I think is huge and that's that's kind of now the direction I'm going in with my Mm -hmm. like career but but at the time money honey Rachel was awesome Rachel Richard she's phenomenal and so I I talked with her a lot um yeah just like anybody that I was like ah I don't want, I mean, I could probably talk about it, but I want to have a better, a Mm -hmm. better story. Somebody that's a little closer connected to it. And so, So yeah, there's a bunch of different. Yeah. So kind of like 
picking, you know, of course, like based on your career and your education that you've already had in the past, like you know how to find the things that are evidence-based and you know how to research that. And so you're picking 99 things, but then on top of that, you're interviewing people and getting their stories for how this works or what, what their story is with trying this. Exactly. So, yeah. Super yeah. Cool. So I interviewed one of a researcher at Duke university. Wow. Who, um, yeah, he's really cool. And I, was a little hesitant because I was like I just don't know if I like am totally into it's like virtual reality I was like that's something because one of the chapters is accessories like what can we use as tools to also help us accompany us in the coping whatever and so virtual reality has come up a lot and there's really really good evidence to support it being you know a, a really great option for some people um, but I wasn't sold on the concept and then I interviewed him and I was like okay I you could sell me on this wow. concept yeah wow. so really I haven't like, even heard of this yeah. I cannot wait to look that up and read that part as well <laughs> that's so cool yeah. oh I love it so much yeah like that's the thing is so many people you know get so far down the road before they start implementing their coping skills and I think mm-hmm. too that's why like it's important to just have everything as accessible as you can. So with your book, like the virtual reality tools might not be accessible to you right away, but like you say, a body scan totally is, and you can do that anywhere, anytime. Exactly. And I left every single chapter in there also at the very end is like, if you, cause I can't deep dive on all 99 things, it would be bigger than the Bible at that point. Like (laughs) that. But so everyone is just kind of like a four page, which also I love about it. It's like a total vacation book, like bring this, read so it true. four pages here, three pages there, whatever. It's super easy. It's or not while like you're in the middle of having something go on. You totally. can literally grab it off your shelf and just be like, flip to some part and just be like, okay, can I do this right now? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Because what happens when we're in that, that heightened state of stress and everything yeah. that's going on, our body literally shuts down. And I use this parallel all the time and it's kind of bad, but it actually works really well. Is like when you're so freaking hungry and you can't yeah. decide what you want to eat, but you just need something in your body. And you're just yeah. like, what, like, what is it that's going to like sustain me at this yeah. point? And like, you literally just cannot think of meal options even because you're just so hungry. It's like that. It's like when you're like, so yeah. out of your mind and stress and anxiety and whatever it is that you're feeling overwhelm, all those things, you cannot access the really simple coping skills that you need to get yeah. yourself out of that. And so having that literally, and then there's, you know, the list is on there. So you could quite literally, yes, flip to a page, close your eyes, press it and be like, okay, done. This is the one I'm trying. I'm doing. And I always tell people too, it's a really great resource to have when you're in it and before, because then you can start practicing some of these skills when you're not so stressed and then, you know, access them in your in your brain when you need them. Yeah. I feel like that's such a good point. And I was actually going to ask you about that, like about how we can do something to kind of not, we're not going to be able to prevent stuff from coming up, but how we can make sure we can access quicker our Mm -hmm. coping skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, one, I think that's really great because so many of these are like, I wanted it to be really accessible. I wanted these things to be you know, the accessories chapter is one of the last chapters. Cause I was like, I know realistically, okay, cool. like we don't all have like goggles, yeah. like virtual reality goggles. <laughs> um, but we I do have, know how much that would cost. You know, <laughs> they're actually not that bad. I, <laughs> there's resources available, in the but, um, but a lot of it is like deep breathing techniques to like proper, like there is a yeah. proper way to breathe, right. There's yes. progressive muscle relaxation. And I had a really hard time finding a script and a recording that I really wanted to like listen to and that I felt 
good about. So I just created yeah. my own. And so I actually, that's on my website too. If people, it's totally free. Right. If people want to want to use that. Um, there's actually a couple of QR codes in my book. So you can just literally scan so smart. stuff with your vagus nerve that like calm, that's like a yeah. whole center for your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And so, yeah, all these things are just there. And I just want people to really have quick access to them. And like, for me, my biggest thing that's like so helpful to me, and I know it is going out for a walk. It just, mm. it always makes me feel good. However, now I have two children, one of which naps two, three times a day. I can't just like leave the house when I'm feeling stressed and he's down. Right. So I have to have other coping skills available to me. And so some of those include the body scan is mm-hmm. one of my all time favorites. It's and how to do a body scan. If you don't know is in my book, um, look it up. It's honestly fantastic. Um, after I experienced my ectopic pregnancy and had to have a surgery, I did body scans constantly just to really have that connection with myself and I now do them regularly it's been I mean well over a year um and I just love it and I just I really really hope people understand that like you need to have you know a good three four five coping skills that you can pull from and be like okay this is the one I'm doing today and and if that one doesn't work because sometimes that happens sometimes I go for a walk and I'm like fuck I'm still not feeling good yeah Yeah. (laughs) then I can go home and do something else and try something else you know Okay, you guys, it's that time where there's a couple of announcements. So the first one I want to say is that on June 20th, we are doing a free masterclass. It's called From Burnout to Bliss, and it is all about learning some of those tools, those different healing modalities that are going to get you to where you want to go, right? Be the person who is less stressed, be the person who is enjoying life, and be the person that you really want to be. So we're so excited. The first thing to do if you want to get in is text the word bliss to 707-347-0723. Again, 347-0723. I am so excited for you and be on the lookout. If you go to helloaudreyrose.com slash events, you're going to be the first to know about all of the new courses coming up, the coaching we have coming out and the best part, my favorite, the retreats. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm so excited, you guys. Check it out. And you know, as always, everything's going to be posted on my Instagram, which is at Hello Audrey Rose. I want to highlight that for all the listeners. Like, the kind of one of the points is to get good at your coping skills so that you can, like, learn your triggers quicker or learn your, like, recognize what's going on a little bit faster before you get so far past the trigger point that you are, like, spiraling. Also, it's really important just to have them handy. Like literally I used to have like a post-it up where I could see it super easily because I couldn't prevent, I couldn't like cope or, or learn anything. I didn't know myself well enough. So I was in the spiral period before I thought about like, whoa, what do I do right now? And then literally having like the book right there or like a post-it or just something you can see. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, there it is. Like, I'm just going to do that right now or just know practicing them when you're feeling good before you're spiraling. So you just know what that go-to is, right? It's just like, Hey, I know the first thing I do is I go for a walk or I do a body scan. Like it's just, that's just it. Yeah. So yeah. Having it, you know, having it ingrained, like start making that mental pathway, start getting it, you know, ingrained in your body, like muscle memory that like, that's just what you do. What you do. Yeah. I love it. And cause, and that's one of the things I noticed about myself is 
if I'm feeling overwhelmed, first of all, the book is titled, I got 99 coping skills and being a bitch ain't one. Yeah. Because what I find is when I am overwhelmed, I automatically turn into a bitch. I act rude. I act distant. I act offensive. Right. And I like all these, (laughs) I turn into a huge bitch and I never really like put it together. Like, which is so weird, but I really didn't for a long, long time. And then I finally, when I did, I was like, "Mm, now there's no excuse. Like I can't keep acting that way towards like, you know, the people that I'm closest with, like my, my husband, my, my mom, like all these different people that I was like, okay, you guys are like getting the short end of the stick here and it's real shitty for you. And yeah. so um, that's just not cool. So I'm like, okay, now I don't have an excuse anymore. Like I have to use these coping skills, like a hello. Um, but also what I've noticed is when I'm in the thick of it, so much of my anxiety comes from when something feels out of control. Um, mm-hmm. We were recently going through an experience and I had no control over um, medical appointments and figuring out what was going on. And all that, whatever, I'm not going to get into the whole situation, yeah. but basically yeah. so much of it, I could not control. And yeah. I realized I have all these different tabs open in my head and I need to yes. start closing them down. And I have control of certain tabs and others. I don't. One yeah. was I looked around my house and I was like, wow, my kitchen is a freaking yeah. disaster. My bedroom is a freaking disaster. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm a mom of two. I have a messy house and right. I, it's right. fine. Except for when that is one thing that I can take control of in this moment right now, start small, smart, start in, you know, the closet in the bathroom, like the small room and just get that tidied up. And that made me instantly like, boom, that tab was closed and I have more mental space. Like, right. Oh, I love that analogy of the space and the tabs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it just, if, I mean, it truly feels that way. It's like, gosh, every time I can exit a tab on my computer, I actually physically feel better. And that's so true for your brain too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to add that space because like, that's like with me, like I used to be such a huge fan of meditation. And then all of a sudden, like life just got kind of busy and I'm not waking up early. And then if I don't do it, like at that time, like when I wake up, then it's like not going to happen. So sure. it's just like clearing that space. And now as I'm trying to get back into that routine, it's like, it's so amazing how good you feel when you are clearing your mental space and when you're doing things to check in with yourself mm-hmm. and your body and see like where you're at. Like, like you just said, like, wait, hold on. I'm checking in. I'm kind of being a bitch right now. Something's kind of happening. Okay. Like, what do I need to do? Like, what tabs do I need to close? Like, what do I need to get done? And, um, I feel like so much resistance when you said that, because that's totally <laughs> me. That's totally what I do. And I'm just like, it's not fair to the people around us. So the best thing we can do is start to focus on healing that for ourselves. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's, it just takes a little time. It takes a little practice, right? And it's not going to, you're not going to do it all the time. I mean, still I'm like, mm. oh, I'm being a huge bitch today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, right. So like, but and sometimes you truly cannot access like the root of it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm being a bitch because whatever. Yeah. Other times I'm like, I have, I, there's no reason I don't, I cannot yeah. figure it out, which is almost like more maddening. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But either way, I don't always need to figure out the root of it. Not in that moment. I need to get yeah. myself out of the moment. And how do I do that? I, yeah. I take control of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that. That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want everybody to know where they can find you. I know we talked about your website, your blog, but is like a social media platform, you know, one of the other places they can find you. Oh yes. Oh yes. Of course. Um, yes. I hang out on Instagram. That's really like the only 
place yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, so I'm coping with Lindsay on there also. And then, yeah, my website is also, like I said, copingwithlindsay.com. It's pretty consistent across yeah. the board. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. So everybody can literally yeah. scroll up right now, click it while you're still listening, just click onto that and yeah. go check that out. Learn how to do a body scan, do the guided meditations, do all the things. Yes. Um, and then can you just leave everybody? I know you've obviously given us access to a book with a 99 <laughs> coping skills, but could you leave everybody with like your number one self-care self-love tip? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I think, I know that's hard. <laughs> um, I think my biggest one is I like to say, show yourself compassion, not self-esteem. I think your self-esteem is so much ride rides on, you know, other people around you and how that factors in and your self-compassion self-worth is internal. And so really turning inward, I think I mean, that's kind of the theme, yeah. I guess that we're running yeah. into right? is really just doing the things that you love for yourself and not thinking about, okay, what is she going to think of that? What is he going to think of that? It doesn't matter what they think about it. You do what's right for you. Um, and show yourself compassion and grace through your journey. Yeah. So good. So good. And it's like easy to say, but like everybody listening, we have to do that. We all Mm -hmm. have to seriously stop and like take a minute to, to truly do that. Yes. It's important. Well, thank you. It was so nice to chat with you and I'm so happy you got to make it to another amazing episode of the Ready to Rise podcast. Don't hesitate to share this with a friend that needs to hear it. Send it straight to their DMs. Take a screenshot, throw it up in your stories, tag me in it at Hello Audrey Rose. And don't forget, if you leave a written review on the iTunes app, that also helps people find it. So if it resonates with you, help others find it. And I can't wait to hear how much you loved this awesome episode. Have a blessed day.